So, any yeah. Anyway, I wanted to get more information about this play that you did. First of all, the title. What was the title? I was on there. Okay. Did you get that uh, link I sent to you? But it's all in Latvian, right? Very good. This is interesting for me because, you know, I grew up Latvian and I was always a little embarrassed uh, because in the 60s and the 70s, there was a lot of talk about Latvian complicity in the Holocaust. Okay. And um, and it, it just seems that uh, this represents a change in Latvian's response, you know, uh, instead of saying, no, we didn't, we were innocent, we didn't do anything, it's all the Germans that did it. Um, and it's interesting, this title wasn't there, don't know, don't remember. That, was that, was that Victor? Is this a kind of a essence of what he and other witnesses are basically saying, because uh, only if they are challenged by some real like documents or uh, rememberings by others, they would stick to this. Okay. I, I don't know anything politics. So yeah, when, like 10 years ago, there was a mu musical staged in Riga about Herbert Stukors, mm -hmm. another uh, officer of Araya T. Mm -hmm. And that's a, <clears throat> that a musical concentrated on uh, uh, Tukurs as a famous, uh, how do you call it, airman, flyer, <laughs> flying with airplanes. He he made some... Pilot, yeah. Pilot, yeah. He, he made some trips to Africa and other places <laughs> and was like celebrated for that and later he became a part of Arai team. <laughs> so, and, and then late, and in 1965 he was killed by Israel's secret agents. Where was he killed? Well, uh, was it Brazil or Uruguay? Yeah. With the, yeah. So, and that was also a pretty loud case in, uh, in, in, in among exiled Latvians because, yeah, that was like something really visible that, uh, you, that penalty will reach you wherever you are and whatever time has passed. And, uh, yeah, and so uh, that musical was staged like 10 years ago and it, uh, tended to see, uh, in very positive light mm -hmm. and it just, uh, skipped that episode of, uh, Ara team in 1941, 42. Mm -hmm. So, so he was kind of like a national hero. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there were protests, uh, outside the musical theater and that was a highly controversial play. And uh, for for me, it felt like really strange thing to to stage because uh, you know this is our like he's an extremely controversial person, and if if we just whitewash him in such musical, then we like ignore a very big and very painful part of our history. So when we started working on this uh, production, it wasn't about like uh, like was he guilty or was not. Uh, it was more about uh, like refle reflections, meditations about if you are guilty, how can we prove the guilt? How can we get that man to a trial? And is like is that penalty he got was it really like relevant to what he did? And I think one of uh, ideas uh, that many people reflected after that show was that for such a big crime 
you cannot really get <laughs> penalty big enough for you. Yes. Just get something you you get this very nice and cozy German prison. <laughs> you your like your uh, regime, your federal is pretty free. You can leave that prison. You can go to your like girlfriend to another city. Yeah. You you just uh, retire in that lovely prison and that's it. And another thing is that uh, people always ask, yeah, show, show me the documentation, show me the proof that Latvians actually killed Jews, not only guarded them, uh, show me exactly who, showed, who shot who. But Germans were pretty smart and they just destroyed as much evidence as they could. So it means that Nobody can like really be accused of anything because the lack of proof. So if we stick to this very like kind of traditional way of historiographical sources, then like nobody can be uh, like seen as guilty. So and I think this is what uh, Plavnik uh, does in his uh, book. Uh, like he tries to interpret and fill the gaps and. Like and and and, and Demnix also writes about this very uh, uh, complicated political situation of the Cold War when Soviet Union uh, yeah. uh, persecuted uh, Nazi collaborators in very you know harsh manner. Initially, many of them were shot. Uh, then uh, later, many of them were sent to Siberia or just imprisoned and that, uh, yeah, without too much without caring about process. evidence. Yeah. Yeah. And like uh, the Western world, including Germany, they wanted to be those good guys and smart guys who would really tell who is guilty and who is not and what, how big is anyone's guilt. And then, then you have like exile Latvian community who actually never, never wanted to acknowledge uh, yep. the collaboration of, uh, of Latvians uh, during, uh, during the Holocaust because those old lovely, loving Latvian uh, fathers, grandfathers, they were living in uh, the States or Canada yeah. and uh, exile society, exile Latvian community did as much as they could to protect them, to, to avoid their uh, going to trial. And actually that very thick book I, I showed to you at home, uh, that uh, the trial records by Steiner's it was created because Latvian exile organization paid him to record the whole process, and uh, then they could use uh, these uh, minutes for uh, like other trials to understand how to defend other mm -hmm. other Latvian uh, Nazi collaborators better. And as you see uh, in the Tender's book, uh, a lot of uh, time was spent just trying to prove that Arais is sane and that he's healthy enough and that he mm -hmm. can be tried at all. Because the defense side always tried to show him as totally weak and ill mm -hmm. and incapable. Yep. And then they said that he's going to die very soon if he's going to be tried. So it's like a lot of uh, time was spent just on that instead of like real, real process. And you based your play on this trial or was it on the book about the trial? Book about the trial. And the because if I wanted to 
play to 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 base my play on the real trial then i would go to germany and uh read those thousands of pages of materials in german yeah so it was not really accessible it's in german of course because it was in hamburg yeah so it was not really what we could do because of this uh, 600 page book is also is already uh like a hard hard task to put on stage yeah oh you what is the name the name of the book uh it's very descriptive it's like um trial of victor sarais in german something i, I we, we don't need this to, to write down now i i will send you uh, the, everything yes. by email because yeah okay the, the, it's a long time just, yeah yeah okay in this trial how did they prove his guilt <clears throat> uh there were witnesses there were a few very important witnesses uh jewish people survivors of the holocaust who testified uh in riga the court uh, went to uh soviet latvia and they uh interrogated witnesses here in riga so they normally yeah this was in the night when did the trial begin? uh 1977 or 8 the, 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 yeah it was the, the, the trial lasted from 1977 to 79 i think mm-hmm. and then they did and the soviets got, get the witnesses and uh they did on their own terms uh the witnesses were interrogated in kind of some of them spoke in latvian some of them spoke in russian then like Latvians were translated into Russian and then from Russian to German. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of like this kind of complicated process. But uh, initially, the uh, German side was afraid that Soviets would be like totally manipulative with those witnesses, that this all will be staged. Mm-hmm. But when they saw those witnesses and heard them, then they changed their minds. They, they felt like uh, these witnesses are like speaking what they remember mm-hmm. did they remember uh, they were credible they were credible so their testimonies were like really helpful helpful for that the kind of uh, oh my god spiritums uh, the verdict mm-hmm. that uh, yes. arise got out for example Ella Medalje a Jewish woman survivor of the Holocaust uh, she like uh, she went with uh, the the like these trial people that and then showed all all the places where 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 she was led uh, in uh, 1941 as a Jewish person to to these uh, places of execution and how 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 these places were guarded and I think she recognized our eyes as a part of mm-hmm. of of it uh, yeah so there were at least a couple of very strong uh, witnesses that. Uh, that help yeah and uh initially they wanted to accuse our eyes of like uh, assisting uh in like i don't know 25 or 30 or something like that uh, uh killing of mm-hmm. uh, like jewish people that, that that amount finally they decided they they can prove his assistance in like a smaller mm-hmm. smaller scale uh murders but the the, the number of uh, of people murdered on those cases were still very high, like, I don't know, 15,000 people or something. Mm-hmm. So they just limited a bit their kind of yeah. the, the scale of accusation, but they still yes. 
thought they can prove that uh, the Tarais is obviously guilty and the funny thing is that the Arais was the leader of Arais team. It was named after him. <laughs> and uh, whenever he he tries to whitewash himself in the process of trial, it it feels like really strange. Like he would uh, say that no, I, I I just cared for like transport, for guarding, for you know supplies, and I didn't know anything about shooting. And uh, yeah, I wasn't basically like. I, I wasn't there. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. And um, how many people were in Ari's team? Uh, I'm not very, very good uh, at uh, numbers. Like at least uh, two thousand or more. It was a uh, like a big thing. It was not like ten. Or... They were all Latvians. Uh, I'm not sure if they were all like ethnical, ethnical Latvians. I mean, I think mostly. But yeah, I mean. When we speak about exact numbers, then I just need to check uh, sources. I I cannot I cannot guarantee I remember everything correctly. But yeah, this is this was seen as a Latvian thing, and German authorities, German military authorities of Ostland, they were pretty smart how they organized this. They did everything to to leave impression that Latvians were the ones who organized everything and supported everything and but it was done with the support of Germans because as we uh, as I already said to you Jewish people were not like hated before 1941 they were not pogroms in in the Baltics before and a lot of Jewish people peacefully lived in, in many places in Latvia. And that changed only in the summer of 1941, where like, really Jewish people started to be chased after and sent to ghettos. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people really enjoyed the opportunity to go to Jewish houses, take their like valuables or clothes or whatever they had there. This is also like a fact, and there are testimonies. Yeah, Arius was an educated person. This is surprising to me. You know, I mean, you you would think that he was just a thug that the that the Germans found to do their dirty work, but he he actually had a law degree or. He had, yeah. Um, in, in the trial, he often re- recalls his uh, very difficult childhood when he was uh, very poor. At least he said he was. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, there was something in her pers- in his personality that kind of exposed him to this need to be something, to be influential, to to dominate others, to kind of. You know, to 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 have his moment uh, in this very very sick sense. And the funny thing is that he was not really a good kind of military man because once uh, after Arai's team was liquidated, many of uh, the, many of it uh, its members uh, transferred to Latvian Legion. Mm-hmm. And Arais was made uh, head of a battalion or something at one, one moment. And he was like very bad at it. And he was soon like uh, taken away from that position. Yes. So actually he was a mediocrity. And uh, uh, so <laughs> his biography is like no way. It's not like balanced, like good and bad. 
yeah. things. No, it's just bad. Yeah. And mediocre, like mediocre person with like very bad ethics. But it's also educated. Yeah, I mean, student fraternities was also like a kind of fertile ground for some ideas about nationalism and you know this male bravado about like our land our blood and that's mm-hmm. not that that there were like some some people from those fraternities who also mm-hmm. entered our esteem i think there was a something cross that he was a part of there's a there was a movement uh, and there is some speculation that the bombings, the synagogue bombings in the 1990s were inspired by this. Well, Parkwine Krusts as an organization was banned by Carlis Ulmanis in 1934. Yeah. So it could not take part, and, and it was never legal after that again. Mm-hmm. So that organization, as an organization, they could not be blamed for anything after 1934. Yeah. However, their former members, they held like yeah. similar opinions to probably what Arais had. So they were like kind of this, uh, this uh, like uh, nationalistic uh, man uh, who... who probably supported um, all, all that was happening under Nazis, uh, more or less. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of confusion about Dada's team and Parkway Krusens mm-hmm. because they are also all, um, uh, often seen as like a, like two parallel organizations or almost the same organization, but like technically, administratively, they like it, Dada's team was the formation that was like responsible for everything. And you know that Arai's uh, team's members, they went to other places in Latvia, like Rezekna and Liepaja, and they were mm. executed the uh, Jewish people also yeah. there. Yeah. So it was not only about Riga ghetto. Mm-hmm. And is that, I, you know, maybe, I don't know if anyone was arrested for, in the 1990s, the synagogue was bombed two times. <laughs> yeah. Or do we not just know about who um, did it? I know, I think it was bo- grenades left on the front steps. Yeah, I mean, I don't have knowledge about that. Uh, I mean, I, I read the Wikipedia article, and uh, this is as much as I know. Yeah. So I, I believe there were like uh, more, uh, something has been written about it for sure, but uh, then 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 the, we need to do some research. Uh, I don't remember if they found the perpetrators or not? I, I remember reading about one person that was arrested and yeah. he, he was a former communist. He sounded a little crazy. Just not. Yeah. Well, I mean, those bombings, I, I mean, I, I think they felt like something totally crazy because I don't think even in the 90s, uh, a very harsh period in Latvia, I, I don't think we had kind of any social context uh, yeah. for these bombings. There was not like very yeah. like strong Nazi party or something. I, I, I see this as like a act committed by some individuals, well, you know, that, uh, uh, that, that uh, Victor, Soviet victory mo- monument was also bombed once in, in that period. 
And I think those people who attempted to bomb it, they they they, they killed themselves in that mm. way also. So they will not they were not very skillful. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's uh it was a shocking thing, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I it, it feels kind of out of blow. Yeah. Those people who did it. When did your play open? This year, March. March? Yeah. And um how how big is your theater? Uh fifty seats. And how many uh how many performances? I mean, I told you they they don't play it every evening, so they have like a few performances each yeah. month. And uh, I just know that it's uh, been sold out till September. Oh, it's till this September. Uh, I mean, you never know. They would just yeah. plan some some performances each month. Uh, not in the summer, of course, because uh, it's, it's the theater is closed then, but. Uh, the new season is opening in September, and we already know that uh, there will be there will be performances, and I think they are already sold out. Yeah. So this, uh, the, I I just op- I just uh, uh, participated in the season closing uh, party at Quadrifrance Theater, and uh, they they said that this is their biggest kind of achievement uh, in this season, like uh, like more most popular and well attended and uh, like uh, in all ways like mo- most important uh, oh yeah what is the name of the theater yeah the reviews were good basically they were and um did uh did the reviewers uh say that this is an important moment for latvia i mean in, in terms of coming to terms with their past i mean did you go to that uh, burnt-down synagogue yes. after we met? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You see that uh, all these memory places, they have like this funny kind of life. Mm-hmm. You put there one monument, then you put there like a plague, mm-hmm. then you put like somebody gives something as a present, a stone or a plague, or like all these memory places like Tornikalans railway station where like deported Latvians were sent yep. to Siberia. You have these like many different monuments at the same place, so this memory place it's kind of growing all the time. Yeah. And this is what happens at uh, at the synagogue, mm-hmm. uh, that that memorial place when you have like different small monuments beside each other. So over time we have like acknowledged these things to some degree. We have put like monument here, monument there, and it's not that. Uh, we didn't speak about it at all, mm. but I mean, the the recent tendency is to think of those of, of the Holocaust as like a uh, our common a thing in our common past. It's not like it's only about Jewish minority. Mm-hmm. It's about like whole like Latvia, our, our Latvian history. I was impressed with the Occupation Museum. Mm-hmm. It didn't feature um both the Nazi atrocities and the communist atrocities. Yeah. I remember, I, th- I think I came here in the 1990s, I only remember seeing the communist atrocities. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing Nazi atrocities mentioned. Yeah. Uh, this is the peculiar thing about our region, that we have those both kind of occupations. Yes. So, I mean, the like, the tendency of the past, I don't know, years, was that we kind of whitewashed German crimes because we think Soviets were even worse. Yep. 
So, and we are ready to whitewash German crimes in expense of like Holocaust, the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. So we just close our eyes to the Holocaust. So basically, and then we say that, you know, basically Germans were like a bit better than Russia. However, like Germans were not very, like Germans were hated as much as as, as Soviets. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is what Stalinist politics of 1940 did to Latvian people that they started to see, you know, Germans as the lesser evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a, a very hard place to be, where you have to choose between uh, Nazi occupation and Soviet occupation. Well, I, I, I don't know if it, if it was even a matter of choice. Just you just were exposed to to both different. Dif- yeah, and uh, actually, I mean, retrospectively, Karl Sulmer's regime. Uh, it uh, like damaged the Latvian civic society. It was like hierarchical, autocratic. Mm-hmm. So people kind of accepted that model that they cannot, they are not involved, and they are not also responsible mm-hmm. for what was happening. They were just like mm-hmm. citizens who ab- ab- obeyed uh, whatever they were told to do. Mm-hmm. And kind of starting from 1934, uh, like. You, you just had different regimes following one another mm-hmm. and you were seen as just uh, as a, some, somebody who just have to obey and obey and do what you're told. And in that situation, those people who are kind of like souls have some resentment, some, I don't know, anger, uh, you know, they surfaced and they crystallized in the yeah. RIS team. It's also easy to find thugs, you know, I mean, if you're, if, if you almost any country could find a group of thugs to do some killing, if, if, um, if they have the chance, you know, I think this happens, this can happen in America. Yeah, definitely. In Brazil or almost anywhere. What is next for you? Oh, I have a lot of plans, both, uh, academic and creative. Uh, yeah, I, I'm involved in two research grants for that now, I think I told you already, one is uh, this uh, homosexual subcultures of the Soviet time. Mm-hmm. Another is uh, Latvian flaneurs in the interwar period. Uh, it, it, it deals more with Latvian modernism. Mm-hmm. Is this theme of uh, anti-Semitism, uh, do, do you think you'll continue it? This is something you almost fell into, right? Because you, you, someone asked you to do this project. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole subject was rather new to me. I, I hadn't done research on that. I'm not a historian. So oh. I think I have always have this feeling that you have to be a historian, uh, to, 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 to talk about these things. And like, if you're not a Jewish person, then you're kind of being a Latvian. I kind of, I don't want to claim like my view on Holocaust yes. is, can be valuable, but, uh, I probably want Latvian, I would like to see Latvian Jewish community to be more kind of outspoken, more yeah. Kind of like, yeah, they, they are the one that uh, is kind of... Can preserve this. Can, yeah, can, transmit can it. Lead, lead this discussion. It seemed like natural to me. Yeah. Of course, it, it, I don't want to say that this is their problem and their responsibility to care about these things. No, this is our common responsibility and we all need to acknowledge these things and talk about them. Yeah, but after my studies in America, I'm very careful about like 
who claims who who like uh, I don't know appropriates who what uh, yeah so yeah I mean yeah it's a very you know delicate thing yeah so I mean yeah we consulted the Ilya Lensky the chair of uh, of Jewish Museum yes and he also had kind of his like statements about what should be done and what should not be done like also great people from Janis Lipka Museum who also kind of uh, yeah they also did you visit that museum no yeah that it's a very cool museum very nicely built i mean they are kind of also they taught us about their practices how to avoid this kind of false identification with uh, those people in the basement bunker that they they wouldn't allow people to go down and and and, and kind of feel like oh no, I feel how they really felt that. Yeah, yeah. So this is a stupid thing to do. So they 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 keep their visitors from from. Where's the museum? It's uh, across uh, that uh, mm-hmm. that uh, bridge with those big strings. Uh, it's uh, on Tipsel Island. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's very close to the center. Yeah. What what is the name of the museum? Uh, the Janis Lipka. Janis Lipka is he? Um, uh, he was the man who saved Jewish people. Okay. During the Holocaust, and he he created like a, a underground bunker in his yeah. uh, house or garden, and, and like like tens of Jewish people were saved in that way. He was very like adventurous man and a very brave man, and all his family was involved. We also uh, have this uh, another movie, Tavs Nacht, mm-hmm. Father Night, about uh, Janik Lipka and how how he save Jewish people. So besides uh, like Sign Painter, mm-hmm. that's another Latin, mm-hmm. recent Latvian movie about the Holocaust. Yeah. So, well, this is a nice, I mean, it's a, it's a nice story about a, kind of an, a hero instead of the anti-hero, you know, the... Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's across the bridge. I can kind of walk there or is it... Uh, I think it's pretty walkable. You just... Uh, you can get over that uh, mm-hmm. last last uh, bridge, and you turn r- right, and yeah, it's 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 pretty close. I'd but uh, you you it's it's a bit of a labyrinth how okay. to get into that. But I mean, yeah, I can do it. I think I, I can do the. Yeah, yeah, you you can. Yeah. And who is the chair of the Jewish Museum? Ilya Lensky. Ilyas. And where is the Jewish Museum? I think it's situated on Squall Street. I, I've never been there, but I think it's on Squall Street. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you hopeful of, of Latvia's future? You've kind of exercised these demons? Yes, I believe in our young people, in our future generations, because, I mean, when uh, after 1991, people would say that, like, 40 years has to have to pass till we get rid of like Soviet influences. Mm-hmm. You know, like Moses led his mm-hmm. people like for forty years yes. in the desert. So and <laughs> our forty years hasn't passed yet. Yeah. But yeah, I believe when they pass then then we will have like different society, like more empathic, better educated, more diverse and inclusive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that idea of diversity in society Diversity that is not threatening anybody, mm-hmm. but uh, diversity that is seen as a, like an option, as a good thing. I think this is very important, and each new generation embraces this idea more and more. 
instead of that siege mentality that we are Latvians, we are suffering, we are victims of history, yep. we are always like me, we are always like occupied and uh, killed and, you know, make made servants and, uh, you know, these things should change and they are slowly changing. Yeah, um, I think the war, unfortunately, I think the war in Ukraine um, with all the suffering has made Latvia more European, right? I mean, it's you, you've, you, you. The war in Ukraine is a very complex thing because of, on, on one hand, it makes everybody more nationalistic. Mm-hmm. Like to, to live in Latvia is not like you, you really mm-hmm. understand the risks you have if you live in this region. And uh, uh, Russian and Ukrainian journalists are telling that in 2020, mm-hmm. Putin had plans to occupy the Baltic states first. Mm-hmm. And if it went well, then he would mm-hmm. transfer to Belarus, Ukraine, yeah. and other Moldova, and other places. But uh, because of COVID, that plan kind of was like scrapped, and then wow. later he uh, attacked Ukraine. Uh, so our situation is probably more fragile than we thought it was. And in, in this... Uh, situation uh, like okay, this situation is fertile ground for uh, like nationalist nationalistic sentiments and like this um, policing of borders and, and making people like classifying people like ours and strangers at the same time uh, in all this talk about traditional values and special spirituality that has preserved in Russia unlike those perverted West Yep. Now we hear that. Now we understand that this is like a Putin's mm-hmm. kind of ret- rhetorics, and this is kind of actually hostile and false ideology that people shouldn't be following. Yeah. And the cooking and like uh, West West is going to save us, not 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 Putin, mm-hmm. not Russia, if something happens. So yeah, and I mean Ukraine also has. Zelensky has expressed his support to kind of like civil partnership law in in, in in future Ukraine and that kind of stuff like accepting European values instead of kind of messing with uh, with the idea of unslavic ideas mm-hmm. and then, then that those traditional conservative values that uh, Putin uh, pretends to protect. So yeah, it's very complicated. It's like national, regional, yep. continental level. There are kind of shifts. Because it looked a few years ago like the EU was going to unravel. You know, you had you had Eng- England leaving, and there was all sorts of problems in Greece and Italy with the economy. And yeah, but I don't. UK can afford to leave. I don't think Greece or Latvia can afford to leave the European Union. You need to be really strong to leave such formations. Otherwise, you would just... Your economy would crater. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the the war in Ukraine did kind of... did good things to both EU and NATO because the new political situation is kind of showing that we need to be together and to be effective. Are you uh, are you concerned about uh, uh, Donald Trump being president? Yeah, he could come back. Is uh, 
I, I wouldn't like it to happen. Uh, I remember how everybody cried <laughs> at my university when he got elected in 2016. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, on the other candidates from both parties who could be like more kind of charismatic yeah. and, and promise like better future instead of kind of this, yeah, I mean, no, let's not speak about American. America because of that. Yeah. It's, it is difficult from here to understand what's going on in America. It's, I think it's a lot difficult for Americans to understand what's going on in America. Um, yeah, but, um, of course, uh, Trump was not as strong a supporter of NATO as yeah. other presidents have been. Yeah. I mean, that's, although I do think his secretary of state, Pompeo, cared about NATO. So he kind of, uh, put a break on some of, uh, some of Trump's policies. So, well, thank you very much. This has been a, a really great, a great time together.